0: Hey everybody, welcome to Steelers Show. I'm Chris. Got uh Joe and Paul with me. No show last week. I was with family in Cincinnati. And it's always good to be f- with family, but I-, I felt the Bengals stench in the city. It was just very strange. So like the skyline, me. actually. <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> It was very <laughs> Well, I'm at a point where I can't eat anything now, so I don't like Scotland chili, but I definitely didn't want to try Scotland chili last mm, week. No, no, it was not chill. worth it. <laughs> yeah, not, not worth it at all. Um, <laughs> I had a couple things, and we've talked about this before. We're in the silly season of the Steelers. I, I kind of make it, um, if you cover the Steelers full-time for any type of publication, you got to write stories in February. You can't just say, hey, you know, see you in September. So in February, there's not a time to talk about, so you tend to write stories going, wow, what if they get this guy or what if they get that guy? And then suddenly you have four weeks of what if they get this guy? And it, yeah, it, it, you start writing hard.
1: articles along the lines of, well, there's a dude named Quentin Brown. His initials are QB. Perhaps he could be the quarterback yeah, for the Pittsburgh right. Steelers. And you're like, "What? <laughs> that has nothing to do yes. with anything. What are you
2: talking about? I mean, based on the last 36 hours, we're going with Kenny. We're going to re-sign Mason. We're also bringing in Ryan Tannehill, Russell Wilson, and Justin Fields.
1: Mm-hmm. So we'll oh, absolutely. have full absolutely. absolutely. I also well, hear Bradshaw's coming back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and He's going sort
1: to of play right. without pants, though. That's the problem. Listen, he has <laughs> rules and stipulations. This is in my contract. I play without pants.
0: Well, and let's summarize. Kenny Pickett's on the roster for a year or two. Mm-hmm. So unless the Steelers got blown away by a tradeoff, or Kenny Pickett's on the team, what happens with Mason Real going to depend on do the Steelers get any one of the other quarterbacks you guys mentioned? So that's really what it comes down to. I mean, Kenny's Well, part on the- of it,
2: you've got the Raiders, I think the Raiders who... Oh, yeah. I think the Garoppolo. funniest story this week was Jimmy Garoppolo was taking performance-enhancing drugs Yes. If that's yeah. the success he had on performance enhancing drugs, that's a bad imagine commercial. Him, imagine
1: unenhanced. Imagine what it would have been <laughs> unenhanced. <laughs> no. all, all these drug would... companies
2: are like, don't say what you were taking. Don't say what you were taking. <laughs> what? <Well, laughs> <it, there's,
1: laughs> on of, the Our Drugs A. <laughs>
0: yeah, there, there's a lot of crap out there. And I would say, any of those guys from Tannehill to everybody else, it's I think the Steelers, if Mason Rolfe wants to come back at a semi-reasonable price, the Steelers will take him back. And I'll be Rudolph against um, Kane Pick. I, mean, I think that's what it's going to come down to. But if Mason, and I think Mason, I saw an interview with him and Ramon Foster where he sounded very open to coming back. But again, it depends on the money. It depends on yeah, the I same think for team, him. Uh, at this point, it depends on the
1: situation as well. If there's a legitimate right. chance for him to actually play for the starting role, and that has to be a serious commitment on the on the Steelers part, and I feel like that has to be at least partially made financially. Like they have to be yeah. giving him a contract that would make it worth him to stay, which makes it worth them worth it to them to play him. You know, all of those things follow one another because uh, he ended up on the short end of the stick of that this past year. He ended up behind um, uh, good old what's his name that we had gone now. Uh, uh, he ended up behind. He, yeah. <laughs> he, he was perfectly fine. He's a nice guy. I like him, but Whoa. he did not play well. <laughs> uh, but uh, but he ended up behind him on the depth chart purely because they were paying him more money, and Whoa. that and doesn't make any sense. But that's what happened. Uh, and this I just I is- I'm just concerned for uh, for him because i don't think rudolph is high on the chart if you listed the available quarterbacks he's not high on that chart so everybody we just listed it probably is going to be considered for and and find a position in order before mason rudolph would so i just don't know how many once the music stops and everybody stops going around the chairs in circles i don't know how many seats are left open for him
0: well, and there's a lot of good draft prospects. Guys who will not be available at 20. And I don't think the Steelers should draft a quarterback at 20 anyway. But there's there's a lot of guys out there. So when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo or Mason Rudolph or Justin Fields, wherever you put your name in, mm-hmm. I think those guys either will find new teams or go back to old team at decent contract. <laughs> but somebody seems to looking for a quarterback or probably like, hey, if. If we're in the top three of the draft, we don't need Jim McLaughlin or Mason Rudolph or we can get Derek May or Caleb Williams or something mm-hmm. like that. So, well, and I had a couple quick questions. Again, we're not going to discuss rumors for hours and hours. Um, Gary uh, I believe it was the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, had an interesting column out there. There's tons of rumors that are crazy. I tend to believe Dulak a little bit more. He had a story out there saying that from what he's heard, there's an internal division in the Steelers' clubhouse saying that they seem to prefer the existing guys. You know, let's give Kenny another chance. Um But it's interesting, the ownership and the coaching tend to be thinking a little bit more Kenny Pickett, but some of the players have been out more outspoken about Mason Rudolph. I don't think... They're going to, if they sign Mason Rudolph, they're not going to say, all right, you're number one. They're actually going to have a competition. I think it's kind of interesting that there's a little bit of internal division right now. Dulak is reporting that he says, don't believe the, you know, Justin Fields or some of these other guys are out there. It's like a Kenny show for sure and a Mason show if he can come back. I mean, what do you think the Steelers should do? I mean, we've talked about this all last year. They should to be loyal. If we draft you in the first round, we're going to give you every chance in the world from Kenny to Najee Harris. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would like to see. And if Kenny is the best quarterback, let's go for Kenny. I, I just want them to play whoever the best player is. So if it's Kenny versus Mason or Najee versus Jalen Warner running back, just play whoever plays the best. I, I don't know why that seems to be a hang-up with them for some reason.
2: Well, I think the problem that we're hitting with, because of this ongoing uncertainty at quarterback is we're stuck in this perpetual cycle of the backup's always going to look better. If yeah. Mason starts, he's going to struggle. Everyone's going to want Kenny. If Kenny starts, he's going to struggle. Everybody's going to want Mason. And we're just going to be stuck in in this limbo of tension. And, and that's, you know, I, I think if you have a a Tannehill, somebody like that. Who's clearly going to be a backup? I, it's, yeah. I, I think there just needs to be a clear. This is the guy. He's going to have rough games, but we're this. This is our quarterback, and whichever guy that is, and just, just go with I, it. I give
0: I tend him a to chance under we're...
2: the new offensive coordinator.
0: But I tend to think whoever quarterback is, be it Kenny, be it Mason, be it Justin Fields or whoever else. I don't know, Joe. Do you, do you, I don't think the leash is going to be that long with whoever they get unless they bring in somebody and pay them a lot of money. You, you know what I mean? I mean, I think if Mason got the job or Kenny or uh, Justin Fields, they better produce or, or the fan base is going to be really ticked off, you know, right, right away. I mean. Oh, absolutely. Mitch had a pretty- <laughs> What's yeah. that? He Mitch had what? a
2: pretty long leash. Long leash.
1: You think so? What was it? Three games. Yeah. Probably three games. Three won. games. Yeah. You felt like was long.
2: But then <laughs> they, when Kenny got hurt, they brought Mitch right back out. It's. Uh,
1: I guess uh, yeah. I know
2: part of it was. Well, you're season, still paying like that guy
1: ten million dollars a year. Like what? <laughs> You're well, you pay that guy $10 million to watch your football games. Like, you better get yourself in there and do something.
0: Well, well, and that's, a, and maybe we, I wasn't thinking about talking about this, but we should bring this up. Um, since we last spoke, um, you know, Steelers released a couple guys. I mean, Mitch has been released, yeah, a- as of tonight, he's not with the team anymore. Um, I wouldn't expect him to come back unless you have a Mason situation where. Nobody wants him. He comes back and says, Hey, I'll pay for a play for a million and be, be your third string quarterback. I mean, I, that's the only way to see him coming back. But what did you guys think about Chooks being released? Uh, that was the other big release out there.
1: Well, he had been pretty vocally unhappy at the end of the season, right?
0: Yeah. Well, he had that outburst earlier in the year. Sure. When the students were really struggling offense, he was just like, You know, why don't we just give up? And I, I guess Tom heard that. And, he didn't play at the time, but it was bizarre because Broderick Jones was just sitting there waiting. It was like, right? You know, sh- shouldn't you play Broderick Jones on her tricks anyway? But
2: I don't know. I, well, I think he, we we weren't exactly like desperate for him to stay either, was it?
0: Right, right. Well, in, here was the other big thing I want to ask about mock drafts. I agree with Joe. We could talk about mock drafts and you know just. Go insane doing that I think the one relevant thing about The mock drafts is I'm seeing the first two rounds People look at tackle Center and cornerback Now obviously Anything could change if Caleb Williams drops the 20 you know you draft Caleb Williams do you guys Like those positions as uh, Positions the you should focus On
2: yes uh, I'm starting to lock in on that center From Oregon
1: Yeah, Yeah. I was feeling like center is probably the highest priority there. There is still a couple of decent options if they're willing to put the money into a cornerback to play opposite uh, Joey Porter Jr. Um, Yeah, there's a couple guys out there that are real possibilities, but you've got to be able to pay up for them. So, I mean, it's just a matter of the, the Pittsburgh Steelers still aren't Necessarily that great at drafting quarterbacks. so it's might <laughs> yeah. it might behoove you to just pay somebody to come in and play the position properly, uh, and then uh, use your draft picks elsewhere. Uh, are, yeah, I guess, I guess a tackle, I guess, I, I still feel like inside linebacker is still a real question mark. You got a lot of guys that you had at some point play during last year who weren't bad. But was there really anybody who is the lockdown dude that you need at inside linebacker?
0: Uh, D. John Kavakovic, uh, one of the Steelers reporters, he threw out an interesting proposal. Uh, you know, Herbig looked great for the Steelers at linebacker, but. Yeah, know, Steelers, but he didn't he play like one game? Well, well, but that's <laughs> the problem. I mean, they're deep outside linebacker. I'm assuming Watts okay, healthy, and Highsmith mm-hmm. comes back, and um, You've got um oh Marcus Golden's a free agent, but they're thinking they could bring him back. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing rumors that Bud Dupree's a free agent. That that's guy that you might not have to spend a lot to bring back. Um, but they were saying so you're you free can get him. Not- get
1: him for a decent price.
0: Right. We right. can get prime bud Dupree back. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That'd well be beautiful. I, I would say but had a pretty good year for Atlanta, but I, I think he, he's your third guy, you know, for sure. If, if you could bring him back, but you know, Kavacuk was even saying, "Look, if assuming you're three deep before you get to Herbig, could you try Herbig somewhere inside next year?" Because
1: they kept talking about that during the yeah. season, but that was never something that really materialized. They seemed committed to him being that third outside guy. Um. And he was great at it, but he is behind two people who definitely have entrenched themselves as the starters. But you know, I don't know if that only that only really continues to come into play as uh as as TJ Watts contract starts conversations start coming up in a couple of years. Uh or yeah, because they because they paid Highsmith too, so like it's an embarrassment of riches that outside linebacker right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know about converting him to the inside. I don't know if he's that guy. I think he's a quality outside guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'd be kind of like saying, what if you convert TJ Watt to inside? I'm sure TJ Watt. Yeah. Right. Your, yeah. That he went what, if, what
1: if TJ Watt was yeah. a wide receiver?
0: Yeah, yeah what <laughs> those just don't vibe him. He'd
1: probably be our number one. What, probably. <laughs> what if he were shortstop for the Pittsburgh Pirates? What if?
0: Yeah. Um, another interesting know. thing I heard, and again, the draft, we haven't even had the combine, so it could go up and down. Uh, tackles, there's a couple really good tackles, but they're top ten. So some people are saying that you know if they want to tackle, they may have to trade up. Um, Paul mentioned the center for Oregon's good. There's not a good center out there. Those guys might be gone by 20. So you might have to do what you did last year if you want to get those guys. You, know, you may need a trade up to make sure you get the guy you want.
1: You can uh, get a good deal going yeah. up to get a center is worth it.
0: Well, in corner... And, I again, it's way too early to focus on this. I heard there's a corner that's really advancing, but he might end up being top 10, too. So the kind of thought is kind of like last year, okay, you get this guy. If you're like, hey, Broderick Jones is our guy, you can't always wait till 20 for him. But I like the idea. Now, again, if a quarterback falls, yeah, you pick a quarterback or a receiver falls or something. But I'm really thinking that center, tackle, cornerback, is kind of the positions I'm mind the most right now. Mm-hmm.
2: Inside, so I, I look at the 49ers. I mean, uh, Brock Purdy might be just really good, but it's easy to look really good when you've got a stout line standing in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so will, that's going to solve a lot of our problems.
1: <laughs> I will argue for that every day of the week. It's absolutely true. Well, I think yeah. any of these other guys who struggle – It's because they're playing behind a line that is Swiss cheese. (laughs) They can't. They don't have time to do anything. They don't have time to think. I think that's still some of the worst that we see out of Pickett. It's still related to that. I don't know why they played better for Mason. Don't know why, but they did.
0: It's a deep-drafting quarterback, but again, unless one of the big three takes a shocking drop, which isn't going to happen. If you draft a quarterback at 20, you're drafting a guy like Kenny Pickett, and, and I'm not saying k Pickett's bad or anything. I'm just saying you're not upgrading what you do. You don't, you don't really need another one. Yeah, yeah. you're bringing guys on the same level and everything else. Michael Penix uh, from Washington, I like him, but I, I could see him maybe as a second or third round pick. I saw some yeah. places say he should be 20, and that's crazy. Uh Bo Nix, he used to be play for Auburn. He played for Oregon. He was really great last year. But people are like, he's kind of like a came pick. And it's not a knock with pick. It's like if you draft a guy, draft a guy either late that fell or draft a guy that is better than what you have. But if you draft a guy who's about the same as what you have, mm-hmm. why I, are you doing it? It doesn't make sense. Uh, so.
2: I, I think Caleb Williams, for me, is the only guy that if, if by some miracle he falls the 20, Maybe you go ahead and grab them, but the other guys I'm like, yeah, nah, fine. just just wait.
0: <laughs> and it and yeah, he's not falling at the same time be ridiculous for Steelers to trade up with him would have to trade up again. I like Derek May of North Carolina. He has a big Ben type body. Uh he's strong arm, real big kid. Again, he's gonna be gotten second or third and why? You know what I mean? If you trade up, you're trading a ton of first round draft picks, which doesn't make sense because, as we just said, there's big holes in center, big holes in tackle, big holes in cornerback. I mean, you're not set up where you can trade a bunch of dra- draft picks right now for one guy. So, all right, that's what I have for the Steelers. Again, if there's billions of rumors we could talk about, but you know, right now, who cares? You, you know, any of the thoughts on the Steelers, Paul? You live in Pittsburgh, hear anything? I legitimate? do. Oh, okay um I, no i've
2: i've not heard anything other than speculations
0: okay you haven't run into any former Steelers I, I was excited that aaron Smith coaches at one of your family's former schools right or
2: yeah uh the basketball coach i no I've not run into any other Steelers that I'm aware of anyway
1: okay that's exciting I haven't either.
0: I, I am new, <laughs> but I don't live
1: in Pittsburgh. so
0: I, I am still trying to effort the great Mike Tomczak. Mike, uh, I cover Youngstown State for my professional job. Mike's there. Mike's hanging around. I haven't been able to touch base. I actually talked to, I don't know if you guys remember, Paul McFadden. He's the head of the Shoe Foundation. He was a kicker, one of the last barefoot kickers in the 80s for the Vikings and Eagles. He's like, I'm trying to reach out to Mike Tomczak for you. I'm like, come on, Paul. Maybe, maybe we'll try and Paul McFadden. On. Uh Paul McFadden not Paul's never played for the Steelers, but I don't know. Barefoot. T- barefoot take off, take off always, your
1: shoe and give that guy a call.
0: Yeah. Barefoot was <laughs> always passing me. I, I got to interview um, Paul uh, McFadden for one of our work podcasts. He told me he had one tackle in his career as a barefoot kicker. I'm like, wouldn't the returner have to be embarrassed? You know, if you get tackled by a barefoot kicker, I don't know. Yes, he should be humiliated. Yeah,
2: bear- he should have bear- been considered defensive player of the year. I mean, for based yeah. on the stats, for you, so.
1: you know, it was really all about the double teams.
0: Yeah, well, I always hear that returners get mocked if if a kicker tackles them barefoot or not. So. If you're barefoot, it's it's fifty times more embarrassing. So
1: I don't know if I would run into some place where people are running full speed wearing wearing cleats. I I wouldn't want to (laughs) run in there barefoot.
0: What? Oh, I'm going to do something here. Yeah, I always remember watching like Rich Carlos, you know, back when I was a kid. He was with Denver, and they were always beating the Browns. He was a barefoot kicker, and remember the '86 AFC Championship game where Elway had the long drive. Carlos, it was, like, freezing, and he was barefoot the whole time, like, kicking. Oh, Oh you you fool. Maybe if
2: he wore a shoe that one field goal wouldn't have been so controversial.
0: Maybe.
1: Maybe. Maybe.
0: Well, here's another thing, too. We have one podcast where we mocked how bad 70s football was, and we talked about even the great Terry Bradshaw through a lot of interceptions. Kicking back then, even in the 80s, man. There were guys that couldn't have 40-yard field goals. And now you look at the Super Bowl, I mean, 50-yard field goals are commonplace. You know what I mean? You know, people out
1: here attempting 140-yard field goals, you're like, what? You're in the parking lot. <laughs> Get out. Yes. Get out of here. You're in the parking lot trying to kick a field goal. Yeah,
0: I remember
2: – Was it, uh, I feel like Jason Elam for the Broncos, he was the first that was kind of breaking that 50 mark. It's like, that's insane. And – Right. Pretty soon it'll just be like
1: every oh, like every 50. possession. That's a, a, that's a that's an extra point <laughs> now, right? 50.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a super bowl, and we will talk about that in our next show, but um they broke the field goal record twice for longest field goal. It was crazy. So
1: yeah, but there's no no juicing or cheating in football for sure. Yes. Definitely there's no there's nothing performance enhancing about that. Now, if you're a kicker, just everybody you. should be kicking 68 yard field goals. <laughs> if,
0: if you're a kicker, just play one longer. I mean, I think that's all the juice you need. If you, it's got a good air system, it's pretty that good. Dude,
1: that dude physically has a cannon for a leg. Like, it's not a leg, <laughs> it's just you put the ball in that one end and it's got the two wheels. It's a jugs machine. And you're like, what? You can't do that. <laughs>
0: Well, so, someday we'll have to talk. I'll have to look at my Bomb, but the, Tom Dempsey was a kicker in the 70s. He was the guy who kicked a 63 yard field goal, but he had half a foot. His, you know, he was Which his half? I, just, I think. just the front half or what? Well, no, the back half. So. In essence, like you talk about. Yeah, that'd be
1: you know, weird to just have the front half. Like, how would it be attached to that? Right. It's kind like, having, just gotta <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> like, I don't think he had toes on one foot. So it was oh just literally gosh. like a steady thing. And there was some controversy with him saying, is it really that fair? Because a 63 yard field goal, I think he hit in the seventies. And, you know, back then there were guys that couldn't have 40 yard field goals. And people were like, is this something? Yeah. You know what I mean? So
2: I mean, you know. I feel like not having toes would be an advantage in that situation.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes, we to their toes off. So Finally,
1: there's them. some <laughs> sort of advantage. Yes. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, on that note, uh, uh, thanks for checking our show. I'm Chris. Thank you, Paul and Joe. Uh, we're going to record a center show. And uh, I don't know. We got to figure out what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about our Super Bowl prop bets. We need, we didn't have a show last week, so we need to talk about that. And talk about Toy Ohio. Toy? okay.
1: What? I'm and jar. I'll, right I'll find out. Town. I'll find out in a minute, I guess. Yeah, find out in a minute. All right. Have a great <laughs> night, everybody.